0: Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search
1: podcast, Jordan Cooney. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to discuss SEO roadmap prioritization and RFP success strategies. Joining me is Justin McKinney, who is the Director of SEO Content and Social Strategy at Aspiration. For over a decade, Aspiration has been empowering individuals to take bold climate action through financial services that support a healthier planet. Their category-defining green financial products are at the intersection of personal finance technology and climate action, revolutionizing the way consumers fight climate change through their everyday spending and saving. Today, Justin and I are going to discuss prioritizing SEO initiatives within a roadmap Okay, here's my conversation with Justin McKinney, the Director of SEO, Content, and Social Strategy at Aspiration. Justin, welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you. Glad to be here. Awesome. Well, I know that that intro was quite long in terms of what Aspiration is. I'm I'm assuming that most of our listeners are not familiar with the brand and the company. So maybe just give us a little bit of background on it because I I, I personally believe what you all are doing is an important component of, of where... Our society is at in terms of taking more personal action and in, in what's happening in our environment and our world. So share with our listeners a little bit about the company, and then we'll really get into the core topic of, of SEO today.
2: Yeah, sounds good. And thank you. Um so Aspiration, you know, put very simply, we are a financial technology company that has all of the sort of products that you would expect a, a modern fintech to have in terms of you know, equivalent to a a checkings account, a savings account uh, and investment products, you know, debit card, both virtual and, and physical. But what makes us different is really that that integration of sustainability and climate action. So as an example, one of the options that you have with your Aspiration Spend and Save account is the ability to round up your purchases to fund the planting of trees. Also, one of the things that we, promise our, all of our customers, is that their deposits with us, they will never fund fossil fuel exploration or production, uh, which is what a lot of you know larger, more traditional banks uh, often do with the money. So if climate change and sustainability is something that is really important to you, one of the most important things that you can do is choose where you put your money and put it to work on activities and actions that help the planet rather than harm it. And that's what
1: Aspiration is all about. That's awesome. And I really appreciate you sharing that with, with our listeners. And it's awesome that how diverse and to see how diverse just the entire financial category has become and, and how it can relate with people's personal ambitions and desires and, and in general, help, help the world around us. So, But with today's topic, we're diving into to roadmaps, right? SEO roadmaps and, and prioritization. And maybe before we get into prioritization, It'd be great to hear from you, Justin, what your general approach to developing a roadmap for SEO looks like, uh, how you structure that and organize it, and and just generally speaking, what this the structural format of this is.
2: Yeah. So when it comes to developing a roadmap, I think it's probably going to look similar to what a lot of folks out there in the SEO space do, where you know, number one, you're starting with a very thorough understanding of. What is the company about? You know, if you're on the agency side, what is my client's business about? If you're in-house, you know, what are what are our broader business goals? What are our marketing objectives? And once you have a really firm understanding of that, that's when you can get into your more classic SEO techniques like doing website audits and content audits, competitor audits, doing your keyword research, talking to customers to figure out their pain points and starting to give a sense of what are the levers that you're going to be able to pull that will help accomplish those broader business and marketing goals through SEO? So if it's all about acquiring new customers, you're probably going to be looking at more traditional acquisition strategies. If it's all about customer engagement and and trying to engage your current customers to improve your LTV, your your SEO strategy is going to look a little bit different. So it's really important to have that, that customized plan of action for your business goals. And then from there, generally, I'm putting all of my ideas down in a spreadsheet. I'm listing them all out just to have a full sense of all of the things that I could be doing. And that's when it gets into prioritization. And that's when really it becomes all about ruthlessly cutting down and prioritizing the things that are going to make a difference.
1: Absolutely. And before we get into that prioritization piece, let's let's talk about how you get certain initiatives or tasks, however you want to break it down to whatever level you want to go at. How you get those into the roadmap, right? So I'm going to safely assume that there are things that every company should be doing with SEO, and then there are things that are unique to, you know, the the core business. How do you identify those and and then get them into the plan?
2: Yeah, I would say that. From the start, you need to make sure that that your your bases are checked in, in terms of you know what you're talking about. Like, is the website indexable? Um, you know, is our content legible to search engines? Are we showing up for our brand? You know, are our you know performance metrics at least adequate? And, and once you have that, you can figure out what are the growth levers going to be. Because I think that it's really important that SEO is supporting company growth and not sort of just like a web health and maintenance activity, that it's really something that is accountable to, you know, revenue or or leads or whatnot. And so once you have those basics checked, you can figure out, you know, where to go from there.
1: Great. And so once the basics are checked off, let's talk about like investment areas, right? Like things that we may have never done before, um, you know, great examples can include, like, say, new types of content or new new forms of media that you may want to leverage for SEO, or an initiative that is net new could incorporate, say, a, a big undertaking that the company is is going to go through, like a redesign or or some kind of broader web platforming effort. So, when it comes to to taking in those not so common or foundational efforts, how do you think about those as investment areas in your roadmap?
2: Yeah, I think this comes back to the prioritization piece, which we'll get into. But what's really valuable to do is to have a clear understanding of what is the total addressable market of the initiative that you're running for uh, or, or that you're you're planning on doing. What is the potential impact going to be on the metrics that that really matter And then also having a full understanding of what is it going to take to actually accomplish this? I think in my experience, and I'm definitely guilty of doing this earlier in my career, it was very easy to make a recommendation that, hey, we should, you know, build out this new type of content experience without fully understanding, okay, we can do that, but it's going to require, you know, three sprints worth of engineering time. It's going to require us to sign on this new vendor that has a twelve-month term, and you know, cost this you know X amount of money, and then the other thing that I, I definitely was guilty of, um, and, and I think there's still some hesitancy in the space, is to put projections together to figure out what the potential impact is going to be of your initiatives. And so, even if you have an understanding of what it's going to take to get there, if you don't have that second piece of, well, what is the return going to be? What are what are we actually going to drive from this effort? then it's very difficult, I think, to make the case that this is what should be done versus something else within SEO or at the company writ large. And so that's why with any major initiative that I'm doing, I'm putting together projections, I'm putting together a full accountability of what it's gonna take to actually accomplish it. Because I think even before you get to the, the roadmap phase, you're able to sort of gut check yourself and say, I thought this initiative was useful, But now that I've done sort of the hard work it takes to figure out what it would mean to bring it to bear, I'm actually seeing that it would cost a lot of money and I'm pretty unsure about what the return is going to be. So maybe I should be focusing my efforts elsewhere and not sort of spend social capital arguing for an initiative that I'm not even fully confident is going to make a huge impact.
0: Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. That's previsible, p-r-e-v-i-s-i-b-l-e. io.
1: That's right. That that whole effort of going through an exercise of understanding the investment effort, right? Like what teams need to do, what other what development need, may need to do, what content or third party vendor, the cost of it, all that investment effort needs to be prior or defined. Excuse me. And then impact, right? Like what's the actual impact of something like this? These are the, these are the real underpinnings of a great roadmap, right? Without, without those two elements, it, it becomes very challenging to genuinely prioritize because as we move into this piece of the, the conversation, prioritization is, is, is a unique animal in and of itself for every company, right? But those are like the two best data points that we can use in our roadmaps. You know, go, kind of transitioning towards this reality here that we, you know, we have this defined roadmap. We've got these ideas on paper. We've we've scoped this out. In your experience, has there have there been great ways to facilitate this conversation of prioritization? Like, what are some of the tools or techniques that you've used in your career to help facilitate the conversation that is next, which is prioritization?
2: Yeah, I think one of the most valuable things that I've been able to do to sort of build to these conversations. And this should happen before you even get to roadmap development and sort of like having these discussions and debates about what should be on the roadmap is you really need to evangelize SEO and organic growth in general at the company. You need to make sure that you have a very compelling and coherent strategy that has been conveyed to the stakeholders that are ultimately going to be making decisions when it comes to things like roadmap and, and really doing the education up front so that when you get to the roadmap you're not having to spend your time explaining the basics of SEO before you can even get into you know what the initiatives are that you want to do so I would say that was always something I would try and figure out very early on with a new client or at aspiration from there, you know, it's really about trying to find a prioritization framework that is is legible and understandable to the company at large. And so, for example, the aspiration, and I've used this model elsewhere, you know, our product and engineering teams, we use a rice model. So we use, you know, a model that's essentially evaluating each initiative's reach, impact, our confidence in, in the initiative divided by the effort, and then generating a, a score that tells us, you know, at least at a relative level, what is the potential like value of this initiative. But if our product team wasn't using the rice model, I would want to figure out what they are using and essentially tweak my own model to account for that. Because I've definitely had situations where I'm using one model and another team is using another model and the outputs are just incoherent. Um, it, it just doesn't make sense trying to compare apples to oranges. And so understand what the rest of the roadmap process is looking like for your other teams across product and engineering and brand. And if they don't have a model, you can suggest your own. Otherwise, try and and integrate with what they're doing and
1: use um, that as your baseline. I love that, Justin. It's great advice for for all of our listeners. I mean, the effort here happens well before the roadmap is fully fleshed out, right? You're building that kind of connection points with understanding how the business operates, building those relationships with key leaders or organizational teams to ensure that you have an understanding of how they look at data information or plans. And then I love your example around the RICE model. For for our listeners who are not familiar with the RICE model, it is reach, impact, confidence, and effort. And you're essentially taking each one of these four pillars giving it a score to then determine what is the best thing to invest in, right? It's, it's a very mathematical approach or model to uh, defining what is the best possible task or initiative or project to invest in. So Justin, thank you for sharing both those. And, and you kind of went right into this prioritization piece here with, with looking at the Rice model. But, you know, Once you have something like the RICE model in place or you're using some sort of other scoring or methodology, what happens in the prioritization process of an organization? Because in my experience, the number one scored item, just because it mathematically scores out to be the highest, doesn't always become the number one thing that a business does. And and I want to unpack that a little bit by just first starting to understand how those conversations unfold. Within your organization or organizations you've worked at, once you have clearly defined a roadmap and you've scored out what they could potentially do for the business,
2: yeah, that's a really interesting observation, and I've definitely seen that myself. And you know, the thing with models, and not to discount everything I just said, but you know, models should be used as a tool. They should not be used as you know the ironclad system of deciding how things are done because oftentimes you'll you'll run through an exercise like this and you'll see the list of scores and your your gut is telling you that that something is a little bit off here you actually would put this initiative above this initiative or you you're shocked that the the number 1 result is is the number 1 initiative selected and so that's where you get into discussion that's when you get into conversation with the other leaders across product and engineering and whoever is involved with the roadmap to sort of more subjectively evaluate the initiatives that are on the table and making sure that the model is doing what you expect it to do. And generally, when you're deploying a model, you're not going to get it right the first time in terms of how you're defining different things. So like, for example, um, at at Aspiration in one of our our more recent, um, you know, run throughs of this process. What we weren't accounting for with our first iteration of the rice model was the cost associated with certain initiatives. And so we were able to see that, you know, there was something at the top that was, you know, had huge reach and impact, um, you know, moderate effort. And so it sounded like a no brainer. But then we realized that there was actually a, you know, X hundred thousand dollar cost associated with it. And we weren't factoring that into the equation, and so, but but that's something that we should do. And so, the second version of rice actually built in the sort of like a gross profit projection into the system, so that it was accounting for things like cost. And so, I think it it starts with you, you got to get something on paper to have somewhere to start with your conversation, and then. You know, use your collective brain power to figure out how do we tweak the model. What are the inputs that we need to adjust to get to outputs that both sort of mathematically make sense? They're they're prioritized in this way that we all agree, but also are not so against what our you know our expertise is telling us are the biggest priorities.
1: One hundred percent. And you know, one of the things that I love to share with with our listeners is that prioritization isn't a perfect science as much as we try to use these models to help us. And intuition at times takes effect in in terms of doing good SEO work. And one, one of those places that I think is very common for us to see it in is, is in foundational SEO work, right? Let's call it tech hygiene or what have you. You know, we we can all sit there, try to come up with some equation on how Core Web Vitals is going to help us get more traffic and more revenue. It's fuzzy math at best, and it's an intuition to ensure that you're building a really strong user experience and site experience to ensure that not only your SEO traffic is coming, but also consumers can access the content that you have available. So it's one of those areas where it just takes a little bit of intuition, and sometimes that's part of that that journey.
2: Definitely. There's a reason that we value expertise through gain through experience, and I don't think that we should ignore that in favor of a purely rigid mathematical model.
1: 100%. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voice of Search podcast. Thank you to Justin McKinney, Director of SEO, Content, and Social Strategy at Aspiration for joining us. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Justin and I are going to discuss the keys to winning SEO RFPs. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Justin, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes or visit his company website, justinmckinneyseo.com.
0: Okay, thanks to Jordan Cooney, the founder of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JTCooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io. That's dot io. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.